Welcome to the Learning to Thrive podcast, where today we're going to jump into the faith skill of stewardship. This is a skill where we make real account for what God has given to us, that he has very much given gifts to us, his children, because he loves us, because he cares for us. But when we understand the gifts that God places into our lives, it's not something that should stay with us, but part of stewardship is that we faithfully care for those things, that we funnel them to bring about the kingdom of God in our world. So today we're talking about the practice of generosity. So Pastor Ryan, as we look at an understanding of generosity, how do we appropriate that in, in how we view stewardship and specifically those gifts that God has given us? What are kind of some initial yeah. thoughts that you might have on generosity? Yeah, I think people might first wonder why we put generosity under the overarching environment of discover who God is, not be a living hope or something like that. So this is less about our relationship with other people and more about discovering who God is, which may seem curious at first, but the uh, more you dive into scripture, the more you encounter the character of God, the quicker you're going to be faced with the reality that our God is generous. This is who God is in his very core. And so the sooner we realize that, the sooner we recognize that, the sooner we come to grips with that and start to emulate that, the more we're going to be like Christ, the better chance we have of actually discovering who God is. So there's something in our relationship with God that our character, our attitude, our, the way that we live our life in this world, the way that we be a living hope is modeled after the character of who God is. So yeah, the absolutely. character of God very much is a primary sort of thing, and our actions are something that flow from that. Yeah, for sure. The, the more we emulate who God is, the more we'll have an impact in this world. But um, we, we not only need to understand who God is in order so we can share him to the world, but discovering who he is is also going to help us in our personal mm-hmm. relationships with him. And so the biblical example is, it's just, it's chock full of a generous God, stories of a generous God and and encounters with a God of generosity. One of the passages that strikes me really um, early on in uh, the wisdom literature in the Old Testament, the beginning of the book of Proverbs, um, one of the statements there is, do not withhold good from those who need it when it's within your power to give it. And it's a curious statement of basically when you're able to help somebody, help somebody. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there are, we make so many excuses, right? We're, we're chock full of excuses of, well, yeah, but, you know, they're not being personally responsible. Or, yeah, but I don't have a whole lot of extra right now. Yeah. Or this isn't a very convenient time for me or whatever. And the biblical example comes back and says, no, listen, if you have the power to do good, just do it. Mm-hmm. Be generous. Um, and this, this gets echoed again uh, in the New Testament in one of the more important um, passages of Jesus' teaching um, from Luke chapter 6. One of the most famous verses we have in the Bible, Jesus says, you know, do unto others as you would have them do to you, right? The golden rule. Everybody knows this. Even non-Christians know this and, and use this as a standard for conduct. The verse right before that, Jesus said, Give to everyone who asks of you. And if somebody takes something from you, don't demand it back. And that's a verse that's easy to skip over, especially when we're faced with the verse right after it. But this is the example that God sets for us from the beginning. Look, if it is 
within your power, within your ability to be generous, to do good, to give to somebody else, just do it. The Old Testament, the New Testament, they all say the exact same thing. Yeah, when we think about the golden rule, sometimes, especially if a kid is, is thinking about it, we think about it as how you treat me yeah. is dependent on the way that I treat you. But uh-huh. it, it the focus is really the flip of that. Right. It's how I want to be treated should guide my own behaviors and actions. So you mentioned a couple of times the if you have the power to do good, you should do it. Now the 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 phrase I'm interested in is if you have the power to do it. Sure. Where does that come from? Because there's something about that that sometimes I feel weak and and powerless, but very much I, I need to recognize the blessings of God in my life and where I have the ability to do that good. Absolutely. So um uh, a couple months ago, we were with my daughter. Uh, it was actually around Christmas time, and uh, she'd gotten some money um, from her grandma and grandpa. And so Bring we go a hole in her pocket. Uh huh. Yeah, she'd take that five dollar bill, and we went to Target, and um, we took her down to the toy aisle, and uh, we walked back past the candy first. I guess she saw some candy too. But while we're standing there in the store, I gave my daughter the option. I said, um, "Listen, it's Christmas time." So you can buy anything for yourself that you want right here. And I, I showed her, you know, what she could afford, right? And you can buy any of these things that you want. Or if you want, you can buy a gift for your brother. Mm. Um, yeah. That's a tough test. Yeah. And I called her four. She was actually three at the <laughs> time here. Um, and my three-year-old, I saw her holding her. bill and she looks down at it and she looks up almost without hesitation and she said, I want to get something for my brother. Mm -hmm. And man, the feeling that that gave me as a father, um, I wanted to buy her everything in the store (laughs) at that moment, right? Uh But she took that money and she chose to spend it on somebody else. Mm -hmm. Now in return, I did. I I bought her a handful of things. Mm -hmm. I bought her all the toys that she had expressed interest in Mm -hmm. um, while we'd been in the store. And, and what that illustrated for me as a father is, man, it may not be a lot, mm-hmm. right? $5 isn't going to buy you a whole lot, yeah. uh, even of cheap toys. Yeah. But if you take anything that you've been given mm-hmm. that wasn't yours to begin with, mm-hmm. that is a gift to you, and you choose to turn around and use that for somebody else... Mm-hmm. The, the way that makes our Heavenly Father feel, I, I just imagine a smile <laughs> mm-hmm. on his heart, right? And so this is what it all boils down to. We have to recognize that everything we have is a gift from mm-hmm. God. Everything we have is a gift from him. And so whether we feel like we have a lot or not, you asked yeah. about this phrase, those who have the power to do good. Well, I may feel powerless, but that doesn't mean I haven't received anything from God. Um, and so whatever I have received... If I am willing to hold that with an open hand, it's an illustration we'll continue coming back to this entire episode of are we holding on to things tightly or am I holding them with an open hand where God can just take whatever he's handed to me and it passes right through to other people. But whether it's as small as $5, as significant as $1,000 or more, or or maybe it's not monetary, maybe Mm -hmm. it's something else, we all have been given so much from God, 
that if we are feeling powerless, that's more a reflection of our ability to recognize what God has given and provided us than it is an actual assessment of, of where we are, or where mm-hmm. we sit. My wife and I have discovered this truth to be um, at play in our lives all the time. The more generous we are, the more we feel that we have margin. Mm-hmm. Now, you may look at our bank account and there's not <laughs> that big a difference, right? So I'm not saying that the more generous we are, the more just God pours in the money, yeah. but, the, but we feel differently about where we are. That we feel differently about our margin or whether we're pressed up against it and constantly reaching yeah. the end of the month and feeling like, I don't know where you know the next meal is going to mm-hmm. come from versus this just attitude of generosity that says, and I'm just going to hold it with an open hand. And I may not see how I can afford it, mm-hmm. but I trust that in doing this, I become a conduit for God's blessing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we, we like to think in terms of God, God's gifts, we like to bank on the promises of God, that God is the Father who loves to give good gifts. Jesus yeah. even talks about that very much so. Um, but when we talk about the gifts that God gives in this way, that they're not something that just come and sit and remain with me, but there's mm-hmm. something that we give on. And your uh, illustration with your daughter, I think, really helps to get at that heart for us to see that our gifts are not something just to hold on to and bless myself, but to turn around and, and display and exhibit the character of who God is, the the attitude of, of what God wants for us. And so when we look at the, the gifts of God that he has put into our lives, sometimes we have to think that it's not actually a gift in the terms of something that I think about unwrapping a present on Christmas or yeah. whatever it might be, but it's actually God entrusting his good things into my life, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and this is why this um, a practice of generosity comes under the skill of stewardship because the thing we have to remember first and foremost is that it all belongs to God. Mm-hmm. I don't have anything of my own. I'm not even my own, Scripture says. Yeah. Um, and so if all of it belongs to God, if, if he's the owner, the possessor of it all, and I'm the faithful steward, then it changes the way I look at and interact with everything that I have and also everyone I come in contact with who has a need. This is why I think Jesus can afford to say, give to everyone who asks of you. Because he's not telling you, okay, I know you have this much in your bank account, so if somebody asks, you know, you go check and see if you have space. What he's basically saying is, if you will give to everyone who asks of you, I'll make sure you have something to give to everyone who asks of you. Right, and, and so that's something to give isn't always monetary. It's exactly, not always yeah. tangible, right? But it can be these intangible gifts that God gives us as well. Yeah, because this is the the kind of way that God interacts with us. Mm-hmm. Um, when we need, He provides. Uh, he says that so many times. It's hard. It'd be hard to even start to dive into the number of passages <laughs> that talk about. Hey, didn't I tell you I would take mm-hmm. care of it? You know, I will take care of you. Don't you know? Mm-hmm. I'll take, I take care of the birds and the flowers. Mm-hmm. Don't you know I'll take care of you? Um, scripture is replete with these examples of just a generous God, a God whose heart is for his children. He knows what we need even before we ask. And so when we come to him and ask, he's, he's there with an open hand. And that's the example 
uh, of the golden rule that you were kind of alluding to earlier, that we tend to flip it and say, well, how you treat me then is how I'm going to treat you. But if we remember that it's the other way around, God is actually inviting us to receive from him if we're willing to be generous with others. So our generosity with others actually opens the door for God's generosity with us. As we do to others, God will do to us. Yeah, that's such a good point. Uh, One thing that I'm struck with in regards to this generosity conversation is that sometimes we think, like you said, about being generous out of our excess, out of the things that I have that are overflowing, then it's it's easier to be able to be generous when I have overflow and excess. But sometimes it, it's much more difficult to be generous when I feel like I have little. You can think of the widow's might as this um, pinnacle of Jesus talking about what generosity looks like. Um, it reminds me of a, a story that I've heard from my childhood where uh, one Sunday after church, my uh, mom's family was coming home uh, or getting just got out of church and was ready to head home. And my grandpa walked around the corner and said, well, we're going to have to find a ride home today because I just gave the car away to the missionary. Oh, he needed it. <laughs> <laughs> so, But it, it's something that's, that's a special story in our household because it, it just highlights the generosity that my grandfather had. He He saw a need and said, well, I can meet that need even if it puts me at a little bit of a disadvantage. And that, I yeah. think, really illustrates the heart of generosity. And, the and, heart that, of and that's true generosity. When you're not giving out of excess, but just giving from an open hand mm-hmm. mindset, right? That mm-hmm. uh, They didn't have an extra car. There was no spare car in the family. Yeah. But your grandpa said, well, I have a car. Mm-hmm. God provided me with that. It's his. And his servant needs it. So I'm going to pass it on to him and trust Mm -hmm. that my God will take care of my needs and my family's needs. But that's, that's definitely true generosity. Mm -hmm. What a story. (laughs) Yeah. It's a, it's a fun kind of peek into a a different kind of mindset, right? Yeah. That, that generosity isn't just this attitude that when I have, I give, but out of the generosity of God's heart for me, that's when I give. That's mm-hmm. when I recognize what God has done for me, and I'm a conduit rather yeah. than a bucket at the end of the pipe, right? Sure. Um, so if we think about generosity, how can we start to kind of to, to shape our mind so that we think in these kinds of terms? Not just thinking kind of in the abstract, but very real and practical kind of terms. How do I start to mold myself to be a generous person. Yeah, one thing that would be a great place to start is as a family unit, whether you're single or married or have kids, just sit down and consider ways that people have been generous with you, especially recently. And this may be a financial gift. It may be a gift of time. My neighbor the other day just came over. Um, I, I had a project I hadn't gotten around to doing, and I had mentioned it to him. So he just came over. He said, hey, let's just get this done. Um, and he helped me with it. And so starting to identify ways that people have been generous with you. And how that made you feel. What did that do for you? Um, then you can start to identify as a family ways that you can pay it forward, right? Mm-hmm. Be generous as well. My neighbor the following weekend was working on his deck. And I looked at JC and said, hey, I want to go help him. Spend a little bit of time and, and work with him. And so I was able to, to go out and do that, right? Mm-hmm. And be generous with my neighbor. Another thing that I would encourage you to do is to actually budget for this. Mm-hmm. 
So generosity isn't just money, um, but there's a large part of it that is if, if you are able to start to actually plan for this, budget for this. And um, this is something in my family we've, we've decided to do, make a conscious decision to say we're going to put a little bit extra money in the budget each month that is just dedicated to being able to give. Mm. And now I know for a fact I've got something that I can, that yeah. I can give, right? And we had never done that before, but it's interesting. We made that space in the budget, and there's not a hole that yeah. size in mm-hmm. our budget. God has, has filled that area in, mm-hmm. right? But now we have this opportunity to be generous and to bless others and to do these kinds of things um, with the resources that God has mm-hmm. provided for us. Well, that's a, an excellent point. I appreciate that kind of example. And I think it's even something that when we think of budgeting, we don't have to think just of our finances, but right. we can think about our schedule as well or our energy, the way that we spend ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, that when we open up the possibility and expect that God is going to give us opportunities to be generous, that's going to change the way that we approach people around us. And it really mm-hmm. becomes a part of our witness. It becomes sure. a part of our exemplifying the heart of generosity that God has shown for us and putting pushing that through into the way that we uh, experience the world and show him in the world. Yeah, this actually becomes a moment not just for us to discover who God is, but for our neighbors to mm. discover yeah. who God is yeah. through our activity and actions, which is, uh, you know, that's the whole point, mm-hmm. right? Isn't mm-hmm. it the heart of God yeah. that... Uh, that we would encounter him and get to know him, but, but so would they. Yeah, certainly. Well, God is a generous God, and he expects generosity out of us as his children. And that's part of what it means to be good stewards of the gifts that he has given us. Yeah. So, Pastor Ryan, thank you so much for everything that you have said today. I think it has been helpful and will continue to help us grow as we thrive as disciples of Christ.